For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen here. It is a, another Allen episode. Hi, honey. I know. I showed up. You did show up. I appreciate it. Uh, well, it's good you showed up because we have a guest this week, honey. One that we've actually, uh, he won't remember this at all, but we definitely do. We've, that we've, we do. Uh, we've seen live in person many a times. We've met in person a couple of times at the uh, at, uh, Gathering of the Juggalos and the, and the previously mentioned uh, on other episodes, our appearances at, at Gatherings. Yes. Um, and in many other places, he is a legend uh, in the deathmatch wrestling community. He's a legend in the wrestling community. Uh, he is a a, a, a juggalo uh, deity, as it, as yes, you would have is. it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he has a new book out. And I'm very excited to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, we have with us. I'm so excited to say this. We have Madman Pondo on the line with us. Pondo, welcome to the IndyCast. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Uh, you guys doing all right? I mean, it seems like you guys are in good spirits. We're we're always we're we're a happy group. We're a happy show, so we'll we'll take that happily. So, uh, Pondo, we start every episode the same way with uh, with everybody. We have five quick questions we like to call the lightning round, which is uh, in the capable hands of my lovely wife Shelly. Uh, you can answer them as long or as short as you like, but this is kind of how we get some of those typical podcast wrestling questions the hell out of the way, so we can get into more fun stuff after that. So. Uh, oh, great, Shelly. I am in your hands. Honey, yes. the, there you go. Bing bong. I'm, I'm the, totally with that. The, okay. floor, the floor is yours, my love. Okay. With that, now I'm blushing. Um, so, Pondo, tell us who trained you and where did you debut? Uh, a guy named Bud Chapman out of Only, Illinois. He rest in peace gone from us. But uh, he started training me, and uh, I Would be the highlight of Madman Pondo's career. Take That's my, right. I was doing research. The list of titles he's had is is long and extensive. So I, I will take that. I'm going to go to his Wikipedia page and add this on later now. Woo. So I'm so excited right now. You don't even understand. I'm just like shaking. Question two. Okay, so what is your first wrestling memory? It's okay if it's like in your teens. It's all right. We understand. <laughs> Been hit a lot. Uh, my first wrestling memory. I walked out to the song from Nazareth. Uh, now you're messing with the son of a bitch, and you gotta realize that was in '87, and uh, it was like unheard of. I was not supposed to do that, and I did it anyway. And the promoter got really mad at me, but I had told because it was my very first match. I had sold a uh, hundred and some odd tickets for the show, so really he couldn't complain that much. So. It's the but best. I, that, that's probably my uh, first 
memory. I, I wrestled a guy called the Avalanche, who later became uh, Melvin Penrod Jr., one half of the USWA Tag Team Champs. And uh, he treated me real well. It was on my birthday and made me look real good. And that's about my first memory as a professional wrestler. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, in your opinion, since it is very... I, I come that you know everything in this category. Yeah, I don't know. What horror villain is the best? Man, uh, you're going to probably had a lot of disagreements with me, but I thought the tall man was always the best. Okay. Out, out, out of the main, out of the main ones, I, I'm a I'm a Leatherface guy, but okay. out of the, out of my favorite horror movie is called From Trauma. It's called Mother's Day, and there's two brothers in there, Ike and Adley. Uh, you know, they're always on my mind when it comes to horror movies. But as far as uh, my iconic um, horror movie classic guy, I would say it's the tall man from Phantasm. I even, I even have him tattooed on the back of my calf, and he autographed it, and I inked that in as well. Nice. Uh, Phantasm, honey, because you've never seen this movie before, but I definitely know the Phantasm series, so I, I appreciate that he went tall man on this one, was basically this creepy mortician. Okay. Um, and again, now I'm going to try, it's been so long since I've seen Phantasm, but basically he has these like floating silver balls that sprout weapons yeah. and he sends them after people. And they, these people get lost in this like maze of a, of a, you know, um, uh, like a you know, cemetery-ish area. It's, it's really weird. It's, it's, it came out in like what, 79, 80. It's, it's an older movie, but it's. Yeah. And there's a whole series of them there, uh, but the first one especially. I don't. I haven't seen the, the more recent ones in quite a while. Mm -hmm. But the first one, yeah, excellent. Tall man's there, a great, great character. So there, there's uh, there's now five of them. Oh, Is there wow. five of them? Oh, goodness gracious. Good yeah, Jesus. Uh, wow. They they made another one, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. It's not it's not all that great, but <laughs> the, the whole thing was uh, was uh, fucking the ice cream man having dementia. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay. Well, the reason are dozens of dozens that Chad had to explain that in case you haven't heard earlier episodes is that I do not watch horror movies. Right. She's. I'm a big scaredy cat and I try to stick to things that are real easy on the level. Like child's play is good. Like I try to stick around that kind of. That kind of horror. <laughs> now, actually, that makes me think of something very briefly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly skew off this one as a quick question here. Uh, you mentioned Leatherface being your favorite, like mainstream one per se. Have, have you ever you've wrestled? You've got to have wrestled. Had to have wrestled Super Leather at some point in Japan, right? Uh, I, I wrestled a Leatherface for JCW. But it was actually too tough, Tony, under there. <laughs> Spoiler alert for those of you that saw Sorry. that match. That was just too tough, Tony. <laughs> Uh, you never wrestled Super Leather, because in, in, uh, I know you did a lot of time in Japan. It surprises me that you and Super Leather never crossed, crossed paths. Yeah, I, I never wrestled. That was an IWA Japan thing. Right. And I was at Big, I was at big Japan. Big Japan. I, I, I did go out, yeah, I did go out to eat with the guy, but I, I didn't get a wrestler. Oh, okay. That's too bad, almost. Oh, no. so, so sorry, honey, didn't mean to sidetrack. No, question, it's okay, it's uh, okay. Question, I have nothing to offer there. It's okay. Uh, question four. <laughs> Okay, um, this one uh, 
concerns me because we have been to a few, not a, not just one, but a few matches where where the audience got to bring weapons. <laughs> yeah. And I've I seen some match. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some <laughs> real awful stuff. And so what is the one weapon that hurt you the most? Um you can go on YouTube and see it today, but uh, I took a Death Valley driver on a bed of number two pencils. Mm. Ah. And I, I still have the, the marks, the pencil marks in my back. And near my asshole, uh, there's one that went in, and now I have a purple permanent mark that goes from my cheek down into the crack area. So it looks like a... a uh, Permanent shit stain for the rest of my life. Number, so like, are we talking like a bed of number two pencils? Like like a nail bed, but they were pencils? Yes. What, who, who, okay, so I, I have to know, who came up with that idea? Who's the one that said, you know what we need? We we need to raid a Kinko's or a, a Staples right now. A Kinko's? Uh, wow. and, <laughs> and, and get it, what, who, who's, who came up with the number two pencil idea? I don't know who came up with it, but I'd love to kick that guy straight. <laughs> it apparently wasn't your opponent, thankfully, though. No, I, I was assuming he was going to say something wrapped with barbed wire with some no. light tubes in it. Like, those are the worst for me. So, like, those I don't know. Are, that's easy. Those are easy. No. That's that that killed me. Though, interestingly enough, Pondo, the whole reason I brought this question up was because you actually came up on an episode fairly recently uh, because we were talking with Joseph Schwartz of the uh, uh, of the bomb shelter, and he mentioned that the most painful weapon he ever took was your uh, your baseball bat with the saw blade on it. Oh, he's a puss. <laughs> that thing's easy as hell. Oh no, <laughs> that thing's easy as hell. I love it. We're gonna come back to that. I Honey, know. Quest, oh my your god. Favorite, your favorite question. I question know. five. Okay, so this is the one that prevents people from coming in the house. Um, <laughs> Not really. It's just a big debate in that. What are I the mean, two big debates in the house? We open the door and go. What did you say? <laughs> like, um, so is it Marvel or DC, and, and why? why? Uh, I am, I am more into the. Uh, basically, I, uh, my my Iron Horse. Uh, I like the Hellraiser series. I'm not Hellraiser. Okay. I like the Hellboy series. The Hellboy series. Okay for the And we we own we actually bought it here at the house. It's one of those movies that um, I think it's so for us it's so bad it's good. Yeah. That there's a lot of great bits to it that could have made it a lot that could have made it excellent, and they just didn't follow through with any of them. And that's where I, I thought Superman versus Batman was a two and a half hour waste of time. I even <laughs> have a Superman tattoo on uh, 
my right arm. And my favorite uh, superhero is Lobo, which are both DC. But if you're okay. talking movies, I'd say those Marvels are way better. Now, I'm a, okay, so let me see. Now, you've got a tall, so you have a tall man. Now, I'm interested in the tattoo portion of it since we're out of the lightning round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a tall man tattoo. He has a Superman tattoo. What other tattoos do you have? A lot. Uh, I know. Uh, Dave Brocky, before he passed away, took the tattoo gun and, and autographed his name into the side of my leg. So I have a Odorous Jurongos tattoo. I have a, a skull with Bob wire going around it. I have a strong crossbone on my foot. I have a toilet on my neck. Uh, that's a joke. It's insane, but uh, it's Chinese letters, and everybody asks me all the time what that say, and I say, I say toilet, and they look at me like I'm retarded. <laughs> so I, have, uh, I have Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein on my Back shoulder blade, so seven all together. Okay. All right. So, uh, we, Dave Brocky from from Gore, by the way. Uh-huh. We have a friend of ours that did a, a did a movie with Troma. Interestingly enough, we brought up Troma a little earlier, uh, and Dave Brocky was in the movie. And uh, my my friend is based out of the Maryland area, and she asked Dave what he what he wanted for for payment for it, uh, and he said. Um, I believe it was $250, two Big Macs, and two bottles of water. And he said, oh, you're in Virginia? Don't worry. I'll pick up the Big Macs and the water on the way there. And that was... There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. So I always remember that. But So uh, now, Pondo, let, let's talk about the... Let's let's get the real fun stuff out of the way here, uh, especially... You wrote a book. Let's let's tell everybody about your book, where they can where they can get it, and, and kind of what was your uh, what was your impetus for wanting to go ahead and, and write all this down? I, uh, I didn't want to do the book for the longest time because I didn't think anybody really wanted to know what I had to say, but come to find out, they did. And uh, a guy named John Cosper, he put a couple of paragraphs from me in a book called Eat, Sleep, Wrestle. And he came to me and said, more people uh, read my two paragraphs and say, why don't you do a book about Madman Pondo? more than any of the other characters or real people that was in his, his uh, book. So he kept asking me about it, and I kept saying, nah, I'm, I'm good, you know, because basically I didn't want my book to be like the Virgil, Dollar Tree version, you know. Nobody really gave a shit about it. It just broke my heart. But finally, uh, uh, Enough people ask me, hey, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? So finally, I went to John Coster and I said, okay, let's do it. Let's write this book. But by the time I agreed to do it, he was working on Dr. D. David Schultz's book. So it took a lot longer because he was going in between the two of us. Finally, when he finished Dr. D's book, we had a, a lot more time and uh, we got it all finished and it's all put together. And... So now you can go to Amazon, and it's called Memoirs of a Madman. It's on Amazon, and it's the number one wrestling autobiography on there right now. And then you can uh, write John Cross for yourself and get an autographed copy at eatsleepwrestle.com. That's the two places you can pick it up. And I just want people to know, yes, I'm a wrestler, but there's so much more in this book. There's, there's uh, Vanilla Ice did the forward for the book. <laughs> Um, there 
silly stuff that I've done. There's painful things that I've done. There's there's uh, other people, there's wrestlers that tell stories. Terry Funk, uh, Kevin Sullivan, Honky Tonk Man. Plus, there's there's a lot of other stories. There's a Marilyn Manson story in there. There's there's uh, Johnny Fairplay. I went to his wedding and did some crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> I pulled my own tooth out. The, the Bloody Midgets, they, they put a comic book out, and they put me in the comic book. I have four pages of a comic book in there. Uh, <laughs> I like to fuck with Nigerian scammers on Facebook. Yeah. I put a whole, a whole scam on there. I mean, there's just so much in 339 pages. There's plenty of, t- of pictures. Uh, there's a lot in this book. And again, one more time, you can pick it up at Amazon.com or EatSleepWrestle.com. Yeah, and thank you for bringing up something that I, I definitely wanted to bring up at some point. Uh, when did you decide to start messing with the with the scammers on Facebook? Because uh, I, I we're, you and I are friends on Facebook, and I definitely get to see when you post those up. Uh, those are hysterical, especially when you get like the the you know the obvious like scammer fake female profiles with like you have no friends in common, but she's trying to friend request you. You're obviously a scammer. Um, but Pondo fucks with them and it's hysterical. What, what was it just like, were you just bored one day and decided to screen cap it or what was, what was it, what got you into doing that? Well, uh, basically me and my buddy Terry Harper, we be going down the road and there is a telephone number. I don't know. There's a website called badnumbers.com. And the reason they have badnumbers.com is so you don't call these numbers, but I reversed it and started calling these numbers because I figured if if those people don't mind wasting your time, it's time somebody wasted theirs. Amazing. So we got I so good at it, it like, like we was pissing them off left and right. Well, then I started noticing Facebook. It started getting even worse on there with all these scammers. So I'm like, oh. You know, I do it on the telephone while I'm doing it on Facebook, so I started wasting their time on there. And then I started thinking to myself, I'm going to come up with the most outlandish stories I can and see how long I can keep these scammers talking. Like one time I told them there was uh, terrible animals outside, fighting outside my house. And uh, it, it, I showed him a picture of King Kong versus Godzilla with that house in between them. Oh, my God. And, and they, they just kept talking to me. And then uh, uh, the one in the book, I'm talking about uh, drowning Mexican children so their parents will give me money, but I don't want to get my phone wet. And they just <laughs> keep telling me I'm a nice guy. And, you know, it's just... It's just crazy to me that the scammers will do anything to try to get their money out of you. And I figured, let's make something entertaining out of it. Let's fuck with them. That is, that is great. I not, not 100% all, stand behind this. Yeah, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, the more, the more of those people that are fucked with, the better of it. I know, so, right? Um, I don't want to possibly ruin a story in the book, but... Uh, we did open up, uh, since you were going to be on, we did open up to fan questions. Uh, one of the fans wanted to hear um, about Matsunaga giving you the, the wing cuff. Uh, so I, did, I don't know what the story is behind that, but he was definitely interested in hearing it. So I figured I would bring it up now. Well, uh, how, how old are both of you? Uh, I'm 42. 30-something? Okay, so do, do, you know, do you know about 
Take trading. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. 100. Well, for people who don't know about tape trading, back in the day, the dirt sheets and uh, wrestling review magazine used to give addresses to people all over the United States who wanted to, to trade videotapes of wrestling that you had for theirs. Well, I got a hold of a videotape of Mr. Pogo versus Masanaga. It was like a, a best of, and, and uh, Mr. Pogo poured... I don't know, kerosene or whatever on on uh, uh, Masanaga's head and then spit a fireball and caught his hair on fire. <laughs> and it was the first place that I saw the Bob wire bat being used. So I became an instant fan of that stuff. And to get to go to Japan and be on a first-name basis with the two guys that was teaching me how to be retarded on videotape was a big, <laughs> a big step for me. Well, then um, after... Uh, one of the matches Masanaka had, he requested that I go eat with him. So I was already impressed with that. And uh, he had a bag with him, and uh, he had my buddy Sayazal with us, who makes a bunch of the, uh, the designs for wrestlers here in America now. He's an excellent design t-shirt guy. But anyway, so... Um, Translating from Masanaga, he told me Masanaga wanted me to, to have these, and he pulled like eight or nine of those gauntlets out of that bag and handed them to me, and told me to call myself the American. He's the, he's the uh, Masanaga, the danger man. He told me to call myself the American danger man. Now, a lot of people have heroes, and a lot of people watch them from afar, but I got to meet mine ahead face-to-face and hand me something and gave me a piece of him to bring to America and call myself a man of his. I was pretty impressed with that. You know, I don't know who all out there who has heroes, but uh, my hero said, call yourself American Danger Man, and that's what I've done ever since. Very nice. Wow. So, so uh, I, obviously you've been in the business a really long time. And so wrestlers are going to come up to you who have, like, I guess grown up idolizing you. What do you say to them? Like, what's your biggest piece of knowledge you want to move forward? Yeah, because definitely to some wrestlers, you are their Machinaga. That's, you yeah. know, so. With... Well, they, they come up to me. First, they come up and they say, I want you to train me what you do. And I tell them, I'm like, monkeys can do what I do. It's balls, you know. You either have the balls to do what I do, or you don't have the balls to do what I do. And then they start talking about making a career out of it, and this is the joke that I always tell them. What does a wrestler and a large supreme pizza not have in common? I don't know. What? A large supreme pizza can feed a family of four. <laughs> wow.
Have you you got to do the drives. That's, that's what true. Bob says. <laughs> have you have you like had anybody that's come up and kind of you know you know idol you know had spoken to their idol you know idolizing you and that that have you know obviously made it to the big time. Uh, you know, I'd be interested. You know, who are some of those people that you may have taken under your wing a little bit that you know. Um, other than you know, some obvious ones, but like you know, anybody from like JCW or somebody like that that um, that you can kind of hang your hat on is hey, this person's kind of came through me. They didn't listen to what I told them. They didn't listen to my pizza analogy, but they they still <laughs> went through it and made it anyway. I only trained one person in my whole life, and she's now on WWE, so. and uh, that's it. That's that's the only one. Like I've helped. So many people in this business that's forgotten about me. Um, back in the day, there was a guy named Angus King in Missouri, and uh, you know I pulled him out of where he was and took him around and and introduced him to people. I mean, he was just this big hulk of a guy. So uh, already it looks was impressive, and then wrestling got better, and then and now he is one of the long reigning WWE stars, Kane. Uh, I took him, you know, places. He's forgot about me. He's now a mayor somewhere. Uh, wrestling, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy who I don't want praise for helping people, but a ticket or a hello every once in a while would be nice. Right. Know? Yeah, I can understand that. I know we get a we get a lot of heat personally from our very smart, highbrow friends who can't understand the love that we have for. Um, our favorite band. I assume that you have that same love. Can yeah. you tell us just one snippet of how cool it was to work with well, ICP? He, he may not think it's cool. We don't know. <laughs> no. He's still working with them as far as I know. But the... I have to assume there's got to be at least, you know, adult beverages and the like around. <laughs> and um, poker tournaments late at night. That We've told we've, that story. We've done that before. Yeah. So uh, could you just tell, like, just fangirl me for a moment and let me know how working with them is. Well, uh, this past uh, July, I had 19 gathering of the Juggalos, and I have been active in the ring for 19 gathering of the Juggalos. Hopefully I'll be around next year and and be there for the 20th anniversary in the ring, but, you know, this is so much that's happened over the years. Uh, Get to go on the first JCW tour, uh, touring Australia with them. But uh, two things that happened through uh, ICP and JCW. One, I got put in the JCW Hall of Fame. I was abducted by Violet J. I thought that was, you know, a highlight of my life. And two, uh, they put me versus their JCW champion, Terry Funk, and I won the belt off of Terry Funk and held it for about Oh, I think four years. So uh, two, that's the two things that's really impressive of uh, working for ICP. But they're just a couple of great guys, you know. And, uh, I know you say ICP, but I say Joe and Joey because I've been around so you know, I've been around them so long on like first name basis. And, and uh, sometimes when we're sitting around talking, I forget that they are the famous people that they are, if that tells you how comfortable they make you feel around. But, uh, you know, they're just a couple of good guys, and uh, 
you know, they appreciate all, all their fans and, and uh, you know, they are, they are ICP today and they will be tomorrow and they'll be for years to come. Thank Clown Posse. Now, this, this might be a question you pass on and I understand that. Any thoughts on the stuff that's going on between them and Twisted? You know, I, I really don't. And this is how I've lasted so long at Juggalo Championship Wrestling. I stay out of that kind of business as far as I can. I don't even mention it. I don't even, I don't even uh, give it a thought. That way, nobody can ever say that I was talking this and that. I mean, I'm friends with everybody. I'm friends with all them guys. But uh, as far as uh, knowing anything about it, I have no clue whatsoever. I do know that. This year at the gathering, Joe said that there there will never be a reunion of the of the of the two bands. But you know, you never say never. Right, and I kind of thought the same thing when I sadly we didn't we haven't been to a gathering in a little while. We went in we went. I think we were there. What year did you win the the belt from Terry? Man, I've been. If my brains beat out. <laughs> I can't even remember. Right. Okay. So we figured this out the you other tell day. Me, you can you tell me, and then I'll know. We went to the ones in Ohio. Right. So uniquely, we were at a campsite that was 04. I think 04, 05, and 06, I think we yes. figured is when we went. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, Chad got sunburnt watching JCW. I did get sunburnt watching lot, JCW. Yeah. Uh, we figured out an RV is always better than a tent. Uh, you got to drink with, uh, with Haystacks once. I did. I got to drink some delicious Red Pop and other adult beverages. And, um, and, uh, I believe I got to see awesome, uh, Joey on a, no, Joey and Joe on a cheeseburger run. They yes. were in their carts passing me late at night. Because I do not know how to go to the bathroom in the woods, so I am I am the chick that's up walking to the latrine. And, yeah, they walked past me and wanted to give me a ride, but I couldn't speak. So. And, like, and, like most, <laughs> and like most people, we, we almost got run over by Joey in his golf cart. Cause, that cause, is also true. Because Shaggy Too Dope is trying to kill everybody in his golf cart. So They love those cheeseburger runs up together. They do. <laughs> so... So, uh, yes, we, we get to tell our friends about it, and they think we're, you know, crazy people. But so, it's really nice to speak to someone who knows. So now, nice now I know, again, you I understand you've been hitting the head a lot. Do you have any one particular gathering story that kind of suits above all others that uh, that, that you can tell us? We always, we always love good gathering stories. Well, I do. Uh, there's this one gentleman, I won't even mention her name, she knows who she is, that all the guys wanted. You know, for years and years and years, uh, she'd be walking around, and and I would see most of the juggalo uh, artists, psychopathic artists, you know, trying to get with her and all that. And somehow, I got with her, and I'll never forget this. Uh, me and her was walking in the trail of one of the gatherings, and Rude Boy pulled up next to us on a golf cart and he didn't even look at her at me, at me he looked at her and he said hey I just want you to know when you're with Pondo you walk but when you're with Rude Boy you ride and she looked at him dead in the face and she said well I guess I'm walking then nice. 
<laughs> so, um, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're picturing Rude Boy right now because you see him all the time driving right. his and like. His jaw had to oh, have dropped. Man. It's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody turns out Rude Boy. And we still talk about it today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pana, what are the last few things here I, I'm interested in? And uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear your answer on this one. Uh, of your entire career and everything that you've done so far, is there anything you look back at and go, geez, maybe I shouldn't have done that? Any, any re- anything you regret doing now that you can kind of sit back and, and look at what you've done previously? Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm sitting in a parking lot getting ready to go see Skyscraper with The Rock, right? And, and it might be a good movie. It might not be a good movie. But I'm 49 years old, and I'm not... Jeez taking a walker in there, I'm not taking a wheelchair in there, I'm walking in there, <laughs> and I'm still breathing, and I'm healthy, and I've done all the shit that I've done in the past, so, no, really, I have no regrets, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, living for tomorrow, and, and just en- enjoying everything, I mean, hell, I've been to five different countries, I've been on three video games, I did a horror movie with Robert England. I've, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been on the Jerry Springer show, just numerous, numerous things. I did a speech in between the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial for the, for the Juggalo March. I mean, what's to regret? You know, I, I hope people agree with me that, uh, I should be probably paralyzed in a bed somewhere, but I'm still walking, doing great. No regret. Nice. That's an amazing way to live. That's amazing. I know, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's great. And so, because we know that you've had quite the career, <laughs> oh god, all over the country, here it comes doing the drives. Hi, uh, Uncle Bob. Hi, Uncle Bob. Um, I know I quote him a lot. So, so when you're driving in your very beautiful vehicle down the road, and and you're hungry, you're starving. You worked really hard for those dollars. It's, it's late at night. It's late at it's night. Super late. Super late. And the lights are on. And do you turn off to Sheets or Wawa? Sheets. Oh, <laughs> what? Yes. Wawa is, is half of what Sheets is. Oh, my you God. You are absolutely, don't oh, you. Murdering me. Don't I'm dead. You, I'm dead. Don't you talk to talk poorly of this highly intelligent individual who has the right answer. <laughs> Sheets is indeed the correct answer. What is your favorite thing to get at Sheets, Pondo? My favorite what? What's your favorite thing to pick up at Sheets when you pull in? Um, at Sheets, I get a pretzel burger and I get a uh, slaw dog, which is a hot dog with coleslaw and mustard on it. And uh, when I go to Wawa, I have to sit there and think about what I want because they are so limited. But she has right. everything. Limited. Limited. Do you the man? There's a limited. whole secret menu. What are you talking about limited? If, if your menu is still see, if you have to hide stuff on there, what's that be? The whole oh. menu is there for you to choose from. He has the correct answer. So, uh, Pondo, okay, we, we have uh, two questions we uh, end every episode with. Uh, question one is a little bit of a darker one. I apologize in advance. But um, in this uh, wonderful sport that we all love called professional wrestling, we sadly lose a lot of talent early. Um, that being said, if there is any wrestler who is uh, no longer with us 
um, that you could have the opportunity to uh, wrestle with, work with, etc. Who would it be and why? Uh, hands down, Bruiser Brody. Okay. I wish <laughs> I would have got the opportunity to wrestle Bruiser Brody before you know that tragic day. And that's kind of the answer I thought he would go with, and really? I'm so yeah, I'm so glad he did because that is. That's a great answer because especially Pondo and Brody would have been just. Oh my god, amazing! amazing. Yeah. So. If, if Brody, if Brody was still alive, I bet he would still be making money today. Oh god, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, he and the funny part, the funny part is he would either be still completely storming the independent scene without and making crazy money, of money off of that, yeah. or I, I, you know what, the funny part is I can almost see him like doing some sort of training at like the training center or something like at this point where he would have like sat back and started handing that knowledge off to the, to the next generation. Um, I, I, see, I see the same thing. I think he would have been amazing. So. I think he would have enjoyed hitting young, young wrestlers real stiff in the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, I feel right like he face. was right, right in the face. <laughs> uh, question number two. You ready, honey? Uh, we here at the IndyCast <laughs> believe that all animals in nature have certain traits uh, to assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have the long necks, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, our belief is that uh, the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Man Man Pondo, boy, I can't wait to hear this answer. Mm-hmm. If you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? I would say a kimono dragon, and I would go ahead and use my saw bat. Just to see out of the two which one would eat the other one. <laughs> I was I was really hoping the saw bat would be the weapon of yeah. choice on this one here. It was really waiting to see what the animal was. So I really need to call someone in the bomb shelter and tell them that uh, that Bondo oh, went super hard. Oh no, I'm with, I'll tag I'll tag Joseph Schwartz on this because he straight up called him a pussy. It's great. Oh, I can't I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. To I, I can't I can't wait to see him in person. I'm gonna tell him that. <laughs> I mean, the king of the death match. I don't know what to say. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand three, king of the death match, Madman Pondo here. So I know. So. I feel like that's an awesome match. So, but uh, so Pondo, this is the uh, opportunity. Uh, this is the point on the show where we have been uh, given permission from one Mr. Brian Cage to officially call. Yeah, I know, honey. <laughs> officially call. Get your shit in. Uh, it's the opportunity to once again let people know where they can get their book. Uh, where you, they can get your merchandise, where they can get a hold of you. Uh, sir, the floor is yours. You can get a hold of me. Man, I, I'm not that good at uh, at uh, social media, but my Facebook is Kevin Kennedy, C-A-N-A-D-Y. You can always send me a friend request there, and if I see it or if your picture impresses me, yes, <laughs> I will click it right away. Uh, don't forget, you can pick up the book at Amazon.com. It's called Memoirs of a Madman. Or you can pick it up at EatCleepRuffle.com. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's about the only thing I got. Facebook and this book right now. I will be in Madison, West Virginia. I'll be wrestling Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull oh, Manny wow. Fernandez for ASW. Uh, I have my own uh, all-females wrestling company called Girl Fight, and uh, there's one August 21st at the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and then for Reap Boy Company, uh, International Big Time Wrestling, August 26th at the Token Lounge right there in Westland, Michigan, and that's about all I got going on right now. That's a good one. 
That's a lot. I don't so, know. Pondo, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we thank get... you guys for your time, and I'll give you your wife back. Oh, well, thank oh, you. No and... worries. He knows I'd rather be here with you. And to all of our dozens and dozens, once again, we thank you for uh, tuning into the IndieCast. Uh, as always, uh, I am Chad Allen. And I'm Shelly Allen. And as we always say, everybody, Deuces! Konnichiwa! Konnichiwa! Oh, you're looking you get Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndieCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We it's are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. So, hey, Zach Romero, I bet you didn't know this. This is supposed to be a wrestling.